Hello and welcome to the live streamer backstage podcast. I'm Alec Johnson and this is a weekly show where I interview fellow live streamers to understand how they're using live streaming as a tool in their business and to discover the tech, the gear and the software that they use to produce great live shows. My guest today is Michelle Lawrence of LBC Branding. Michelle is an author, educator, live streamer and content creator who helps entrepreneurs stand out through personal branding so that they can make their mark in the world. I'm very lucky to have had the opportunity to get to know Michelle over the last year or so. And a lot of people look at my content and systems and processes and comment on the detail in them. Well, I can tell you that I certainly look up to Michelle in this respect. When it comes to systems and processes in detail, Michelle is on another level. Now, a moment ago, I mentioned that she helps entrepreneurs stand out through personal branding, but I'm going to flip the terminology around for a minute here because um, I think that also as live streamers and content creators, we should all consider ourselves entrepreneurs with content distribution businesses. So then as a content creator, personal branding is also everything. When you live stream, you are putting yourself out there for the world to see and for your audience uh, to know who you are, what you stand for and what you're all about. Personal branding gives you the opportunity to control how people see and perceive you, and it allows you to create an image that represents who you are as a person and what kind of value you want to deliver. Your personal brand is what sets you apart from other content creators and live streamers. It's what makes you unique and allows you to connect with your audience on a deeper level. When done correctly, by creating a strong personal brand, you'll be able to build a loyal fan base that will support you and your content and allow your business to grow. All sounds pretty obvious, right? But the implementation is something that a lot of people struggle with. So this is what we're going to be focused on today. And there really could be no better person to have this conversation with because Michelle is a published author and amongst other things, just happens to have written the manual on this very topic with her book, The Mark Maker's Guide to Personal Branding. So without further ado, let's welcome my good friend, Michelle Lawrence. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing today? Hey, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to great to have you on the show. I mean, we speak so often anyway in our little uh, Catch Twenty Two group, but uh, it's great to great to have you on the show finally. Oh my goodness, I am I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. So perhaps you could. Uh, I mean, I, I know uh, <laughs> so much about you with uh, with our friendship and all the stuff that we've uh, done in our little group together. But perhaps you could give those who uh, maybe haven't uh, had the uh, the pleasure of meeting you before. Tell us a little bit about your sort of background and uh, how you got into to live streaming as well. Perhaps that journey into to live streaming and maybe branding as a whole. <laughs> oh my goodness, where do I start? <laughs> All right. Well, uh well, thank you so much for that um for that awesome um introduction, but where do I start? I am a nurse. I'm a entrepreneur first. I've I've, I've been an entrepreneur forever and I happened to be in network marketing marketing for a very very long time and I noticed that everyone was doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you're in a group, a sea of consultants doing all the same stuff. And it was so difficult to stand out. When I was younger, uh, my mom, we used, to, we, we did, we did all kinds of stuff. We, I, I, I was very lucky in that I got a chance to travel the world when I was younger and be in different places. And figure out what this entrepreneurial journey looks like for me. I used to sell all kinds of stuff. When I was as young as 12, where I was selling flowers in the market and my mom was always a part of some network marketing and every kind of marketing thing that you could think of, I did. 
But the one thing that was very, very annoying was all of the rules. Of course, yes, that's their brand and you kind of have to follow the rules. But then you're amongst a sea of other people doing exactly the Mm -hmm. same thing. And it was so difficult to stand out. And I've always been someone who marched by the beat of my own drum. So I didn't typically like to follow the rules, even though I did follow the rules because I got very far in all those all those companies. I just it it, it was very annoying (laughs) to try to stand out because you're amongst a whole bunch of other people that do exactly what you do. And it just, you know, just didn't compute. So I, I started to figure a long time ago, Okay, well, yeah, I got to figure out what it is about me that's so special and 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 speak on that. And bring that to the table, not, yes, the thing that we all kind of had in common was whatever business du jour that was happening at the time, but it was more so, well, what makes you a different consultant? If I have a skincare facial with you, what, you know, what's, what's different about you? Mm-hmm. Why is it going to be different when, when I have one with you? So I figured that out a long time ago. And so, you know, that kind of is baked into my, my journey. I mean, that's that's such a good point that, um, yeah, when you're doing stuff in a much larger organization and everyone is uh, essentially representing the overall brand. So, um, yeah, being able to sort of set yourself apart from that. And then that also, you know, I've seen this happen time and time again, where somebody is working for an overall brand, but they have their own unique brand. It's very easy for them to actually jump to something else then as well, because they've then got their own unique sort of following that is specifically about them rather than them just being a sort of represent a representative. So uh, I think it's, that also seems to be something that I've seen quite a lot of. Yeah. I, I noticed that that, that was always something like the the higher ups, the people who were at the top of the food chain in mm-hmm. those companies, they always, there was always a spinoff of some kind. And then they, you know, exactly what you said, turned in, you know, basically birthed their own brand based Mm -hmm. on the fact that they have to be different in some way. So I just took a page (laughs) Uh out of their, uh, you know, just took a page out of their book. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense Uh because it's difficult when you're when you're one of many that do the same thing. So you have to be able to stand out and, you, you know, you do it in different ways. It could be through your philosophy. It could, it could be through, you know, something as simple as leopard print, but (laughs) it could be anything, you know, and it was one of those things that I had to figure out a long time ago and it it has served me well. Mm -hmm. Before we dig uh, too much deeper into uh, branding, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the live streaming side of stuff and how you actually got into, to live streaming. When did you, you you start taking that on board as part of the, the whole, the whole process? Oh, that's a great question. So I was in one of these businesses. (laughs) Uh, I sold jewelry. So I also, uh, I also make jewelry and I've always been very gifted with, you know, working with my hands. And so I've always had a chance to like make things and do things. And so I had to figure out a way to share that with, you know, with the world and share it with my customers and such. And so Facebook Live was a thing back in the day. And uh, everyone was going live on their phones. And it was interesting. I saw people and I know people in my in these different companies that I was in, you know, at the highest echelons, at the, you know, at the highest tiers, doing all of the things. But it was just so 
boring. I was like, why would everybody's doing the same thing? How am I going to stand out once again? So I started live streaming, selling jewelry, sort of a QVC live shopping kind of way. Um, I also love to shop. And so it was one of those things where, you know, I saw how the big wigs were doing it. I'm like, well, why can't I do that? So I started using uh, OBS. I started with OBS. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out how to do that. So I studied, I went to YouTube University and studied how the other people were doing it. And uh, I was able to create my 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 overlays and, and, and a very interactive display where I could show the prices of stuff as I'm talking. And so I had to become a live producer Mm -hmm. and on-air talent at the same time. And it took a minute for me to figure it, figure it out because when I go back and I look at some of those things, it's kind of rough. <laughs> but I was doing stuff that people didn't know how to do. And other people in my industry were like, how are you doing that? How are you getting the stuff to come up on the screen? And how are you getting to flip the cameras and do all those things? And, you know, it, it, was, it was very, very cool doing that. And then... Uh, that uh, back in the day, I used to be a PC girl, you know, for most of my life. And then I became a Mac girl. And then I met Ecamm and oh my goodness, <laughs> everything changed. Everything, everything changed from that point on. So I just continued to evolve and get better and better and better. Oh my goodness. And it, I'm telling you, it's been, I've been live streaming for, oh, like maybe five or five years now, mm -hmm. maybe five or six years. And so it's just gotten better and better and better. It's amazing. Um, all the things that I can do with Ecamm. Oh my God. <laughs> uh -huh. When, when was it that you uh, switched to Ecamm? How long ago did you uh, find that little uh, gem? <laughs> well, let's see. It had to have been, okay. So I was in university. So yeah, um, 2015. So I've been, oh, I've wow. been rocking Ecamm. Yeah. I've been rocking Ecamm since like early 2015, 2016. Oh, wow. I so, didn't realize it was so long. That must have, uh, yeah. One of, one of the very early adopters then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I remember when I, when I, uh, when I bought it, it was, it was a static price. The, the subscription model did not exist at the time. Right. Right. So, uh -huh. and, and then I just kind of sat on it for a while and then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll pick this up again. Uh -huh. so. I think uh, so many Ecamm users have to go through that uh, <laughs> that that uh, heart-wrenching process of, <laughs> of trying some other software, uh, mentioning no other names, except I did the OBS route as well. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's so funny when you go from that and then try Ecamm. It's like night and day, just the, the ease of use of it and all of that is... Uh, it's, it's very enabling, isn't it, in terms of getting out, getting out of the way and allowing you to just get on with the, the stuff that you want to do. Exactly, exactly. Right. It was so, so, so cool. I remember, okay, so it was OBS, then Streamlabs OBS, mm -hmm. where I was able to actually do stuff on my phone. And I think the reason, the catalyst for the change to Ecamm had to do with how much how taxing it was on my computer. I right. mean, it, my computer grinded to a halt mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. And so, you know, once I met Ecamm, there was no looking back. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. amazing. Do you know, I had the exact same thing with OBS where it was, there was some specific thing that I was trying to do where it was the same. It was, it was fine when I set it up, but as soon as I pressed the record button uh, and that, in fairness, you know, I don't want to, 
uh, just <laughs> dump on OBS too much. But that was down to, you know, my computer hardware was old for in, in my case. Um, but um, yeah, I had this issue where it, it just couldn't record what I wanted to record at any reasonable sort of quality. And then I switched to Ecamm and it was like, it just flew by even on, uh, you know, older hardware. I just want to take a moment to talk about Ecamm Live. This is the live production Mac software that we're using to live stream and record this podcast. In my opinion, it is the best live streaming and recording software on the market today. So what exactly does it do? Well, essentially, it allows you to control the content that you're including in your video, be it a live stream or a recorded video. And you do this by building out different scenes that contain the content that you want to show. This content may be a feed from your camera or indeed multiple cameras, or you may be sharing a screen, which is what I do a lot of in my tutorial style videos that I make for my Take One Tech YouTube channel. You can share the screen from a second computer or maybe even a gaming console if you are a live streaming gamer. And just as we are doing in this podcast, you can also bring in guests using Ecamm Live's built-in interview mode where guests can join from a browser and you can then incorporate their video and audio into your production. Finally, you can add all kinds of additional graphical and animated overlay elements and even movies to really add a level of branded professionalism that would be hard to achieve in any other way. The real magic happens though when you hit that record or go live button because then you are able to seamlessly switch back and forth between all of the scenes that you've created and indeed this is how all of the videos have been created for my Take One Tech YouTube channel and the reason it's called Take One Tech by the way is because all of the videos are made in one take with no edits. I just hit record, make the video and as soon as I hit the end recording button the file is there and ready to be uploaded straight to YouTube. What I love about Ecamm is not just the ease of use that it has when compared to other live streaming software, but also the greater flexibility it gives in terms of layouts and designs that you can create for your shows when compared to some of the hardware streaming solutions. And one thing that makes Ecamm great specifically for podcasts is the fact that it has the ability to record isolated audio tracks. So once we finish recording this podcast, I'll have a separate audio file for me, my guests, and any other audio tracks that have been a part of the recording. That makes the editing and repurposing of the content for the podcast so much more streamlined. It does have another little trick up its sleeve though, and that is its virtual camera feature. This allows you to take the video output from Ecamm live straight into communication apps like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Discord, and so on. This means that rather than just appearing in Zoom meetings with a regular camera feed, you can now show up with all of the amazing production values that Ecamm live gives you and deliver that straight into your Zoom meeting. And trust me, when you rock up to a Zoom meeting with Ecamm, <laughs> the other participants will be truly amazed. So whether for live stream recorded video content or to level up your Zoom game, I highly recommend you give Ecamm Live a go. You can get a free trial by going to takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M, takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. And of course, you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. You will certainly not regret giving it a go. Now let's get back to the show. When I look at your uh, live streams, and we can talk a little bit about, you know, how you do that with, uh, with Canva and things like that later, but they've all got such... Um, I mean, we should not be surprised from a branding expert, but they've all got just such an amazing sort of look and feel to them. And there's such consistency there. How long did it take you to sort of arrive at your, your sort of style with, with that respect? You know, how long have you, you've had that sort of, you know, unmistakable Michelle style? <laughs> well, oh my goodness. Uh, I'd say maybe I, we're going into my maybe my third year mm-hmm. at, at, with this look, with this particular look. Um, the color green and I, we it's a it's a it's a really funny story. It's a really truly happy accident uh, how I came surrounded with so much green. 
<laughs> um, it's a really cute story. So basically it started when I needed storage. I needed storage to, you know, to redo my studio and make things better. And the only color uh, container I could find was green, this, this loud green that you see behind me. And I was like, all right, well, let's, you know, I'm a little OCD. Let's just go, let's run with it. So totally redid the studio, had all this green stuff around me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of digging this look. I really like it. And then I started creating graphics around it because it, you know, was surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. Um, back then I didn't really know, um, I, I didn't know what I know now about lighting and cameras and all mm-hmm. that. I, I also was, uh, you know, ahead of the curve in in my in my group where you know people were still using their phones. I'm not saying that that's not a it's not a bad thing. You know, if that if that's what you have, start mm-hmm. there. However, you know, I was it was using DSLRs. I was using you know. Then I moved to mirrorless cameras and 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 then lighting and all the things. Um, but I didn't have all those trappings when I first started and. I had to figure out how to light me with all this green around me. And then eventually, eventually it grew into what you see today. Um, and of course, you know, YouTube University is amazing. <laughs> when you apply yourself, you learn things from folks. And then I met the LGL crew. Um, um, well, we hang out all the time <laughs> because of them. And, you know, that's when my learning kind of, skyrocketed during the very first vlogmas this is going to be my third vlogmas um you know it skyrocketed during vlogmas like two years ago so mm-hmm. um that's kind of where all of this kind of started and i'm so grateful to have found this community and to have found all of these like-minded people who they, we're all sort of like on our own personal journeys trying to figure this thing out mm-hmm. Whatever it is that we're, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you know you're you're in business or you sell jewelry or you sell makeup or you, or you're a medical professional who wants to do something a little bit different, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where people are, are, are really trying to figure out what they need to do to stand out, and uh, it, all this information is out there if you're really really looking for it. Mm-hmm. And just to just to mention, if there's anyone listening that isn't aware, the LGL community is Doc Rock's Let's Get Live community. Um, we're also obviously both in the Ecamm Live community, another great sort of supportive community. Uh, and then Michelle and I, with uh, four others, are in a little uh, creators pod, a little accountability mastermind group, and also with Doc as our uh, coach and mentor as well. So. But coming back to the uh, Vlogmas, that's another thing that is uh, we're basically going live every day in in December for the uh, for for Christmas vlogging every day for Christmas. Um, what's the what's the plan for this year? What have you got on the cards for uh, for, for doing during that? I'm so glad you asked. So I am launching a course. Uh, the name of the course is called Brand Your Show for those who are looking to start something new and not sure where to start or how to do things, how to make graphics, how to, how to, how to, how to brand their show. I'm launching this course. And so part of the course will be a daily accountability during during Vlogmas where you get a chance to make things for, for your show, like overlays and, and, and different things. If you need back backdrops or lower thirds or things like that, where we get a chance to, you know, play, learn and play at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. That's such a cool way to do that as well. Like, so that other people who are taking part can have, you know, use Vlogmas themselves to do that. Because uh, I always find that, like, if you look at a, an overall task, it can sometimes seem, you know, a bit daunting. Maybe there's a lot to sort of take on. But when you break it down into those small little steps over, you know, a month that you can just sort of implement them one at a time, uh, it's amazing the sort of progress you can you can make. I know that I found that myself when I've done uh, either Vlogmas or the, you know, leader. Leap, um, live stream every day in uh, April or August or whatever it is, where you're doing those sort of little challenges that, um, yeah, you're only taking little steps, but by the end of it, you look back at where you've come and it's just, uh, it's it's been transformational. So I'm sure that there's going to be lots of transformations going on in in December this year as well. Oh my goodness. I, I, I often go back and I look at that stuff. Uh-huh. And when I went, when I did my very first Vlogmas, it was, it was so interesting because I was like, there was no way that I'm going to do it live every day. There was no way I was too much of a perfectionist. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I want to have, you know, I, I was very intentional on what I wanted to do and how I wanted to show up. And I wanted more produced content. And so I did, I think I did nine episodes for the very first Vlogmas. The next year I went every single day, mm-hmm. but it was also produced, you know, it was also produced, but it just, it, it was just another elevation from the, the one before. And so I'm looking forward to this one because I, of course I did beta too and, and all the different ones in between where I yep. actually did go live. So it, it was, you know, I was very intentional in the way I did what I did because I'm a bit of a planner. I'm a little obsessive about it. Yeah, that was an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put my planning to shame, really, honestly, when I see the things that you do with, uh, you know, your Trello boards and all of that kind of stuff, you know, everything is planned to such meticulous detail. It's I, I really, yeah, <laughs> I really look up to you in that respect in terms of, uh, I, I wish I could implement more of that level of detail in my stuff. <laughs> I tend to have Aww. like frameworks, but the, uh, yeah, I, I was just blown away. I think everyone, there was a one particular class with, uh, with Doc Rock where it was in one of our, our sort of Saturday or Sunday, Saturday sessions. And, um, yeah, when you sort of just showed up, oh, well, this is something I'm working on <laughs> and everyone's jaws were just like dropped <laughs> and, and then you finished showing it off and everyone was just silent you know it's like right nobody's got anything to say here <laughs> except where, where can we get hold of this how can, how can we get this this sort of template and that <laughs> oh thank you thank you so much yeah. uh yeah that's my little ocd part <laughs> i plan everything to the nth degree and so it's like all right all right stop planning it's time to implement and so you know planning and implementing and then going back reassessing. I was like, all right, this worked well. Let's plan some more mm-hmm. and implement. And then, you know, this, this continue that cycle. So. Well, I mean, um, it, 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 you do have to have the implementation as well as the planning, but what you've done is you've actually done like all of the hard work of creating all of the template. I mean, I mentioned your maker's mark guide to um, personal branding, but another book that you've got is the uh, video content planet, which I've just highlighted in the, uh, the carousel for those on Amazon. But um, yeah, the, I mean, that's another thing where you've taken all of that hard <laughs> effort and time and labor that you've put into it and then just given it to everyone else. So um, there's a link to that in the uh, description as well for anyone uh, listening or watching, but uh, yeah, content video planner. That's something that I think a lot of people sort of struggle with getting to, to grips with that. Um I mean, we're talking a lot about the the things you've done. Perhaps we can bring it round to the uh, the actual branding side, and then we'll uh, we'll I'll, uh, we can lead into the uh, the books and things like that, and uh, and how you've sort of packaged this up all up for everyone because they are really really phenomenal. 
Oh, thank you. Perhaps you can talk through then the the sort of process. And if we, you know, think about the book, the Maker's Mark Guide to Personal Branding, what's the sort of journey that you take people on in that? You know, what, how do you how, lay, lay out some little guidelines that maybe you can give people? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So the 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 point of view of the book is basically for someone who has no clue or or you have something and it's probably not where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so now you're trying to make a shift. So for someone who's brand new, trying to figure this out, basically some concepts to think about would be, you know, what are your values? What are, what are your um, 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 beliefs? What are some of the things that you want people to know about you and to know about your company and how to figure out what your value proposition is, how to figure out, uh, you know, where you are, who is your perfect person or perfect avatar? Who are you talking to when it comes to, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, who are you talking to? And, and would that person resonate with you? So this is sort of the rudimentary pieces of figuring these things out. Um, I know other big businesses may have already figured that part out, but if you're brand new starting out, you might not have a clue as to A, where you want to go and then how you want to get there. And so just figuring this part about yourself, my, my journey, my journey for personal branding was a discovery of self. It was a discovery of who I was. And so once I figured that out, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds cliche, but you truly have to know who you are at your core so that now when it's time to pour out and to give, it's like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense for me to do that. If I am this way on this platform, I wouldn't go out and do weird stuff on this platform because it's not congruent with who I am and what kind of values I have that I want to be able to share or the, or the brand that I represent, what value that brand uh, has, you know, it would, it would guide you. It's, it's sort of like a North star. It'll guide you with all of your decisions, with who you hire for your company, with how you do your work, how you, how you, you know, show up to your customers. Basically, branding is a promise. It's a promise that you give to your ideal client and to your customer and to yourself. So it just kind of takes you along that journey to try to get you to like figure out those major concepts. And the beautiful thing about the book is that you there are spaces where you can, you know, jot that information down and just kind of take yourself on that journey. And it's, you should go back and tweak this, like maybe once every six months, come back, you know, come back and reevaluate, you know, am I still on the same path? Are things going the way I had originally planned them? Or do I have to pivot? Did something happen? Now, are we going to pivot this way because of something or whatever? So it's just, it's just a really great guideline to kind of take you from novice, from beginner to your next step. And then, you know, for you to come back and reevaluate, I I do this like maybe twice a year, twice a year, I come back and I'm like, okay, all right, it's been six months. Have I accomplished the goals and things that I set out for myself? Did I represent the company or, or did my company represent what it put what it wanted to do in the last six months, you know, and it's a way to kind of bring it back around. So it's like, all right, well, 
all right, I'm, I'm, I'm making some progress here. So I'm hoping that, you know, that that's helpful for someone who really haven't really thought about it, but it has been, it has been so, 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 so helpful as a personal journey that I wanted to share that with others. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a couple of things there. First of all, this thing about, um, either you know nothing about branding and you're just sort of coming in completely fresh. I think that a lot of people have got um, some information, which you also also mentioned, but I think that the the struggle, I know this is the case for me as well, is you might have some fragments of ideas, but it's not understanding how to put those all together into a cohesive um you know, a cohesive document, a cohesive cohesive format that actually takes you through the process. So I'm sure that there's some people coming, you know, they've got some idea about their values or maybe their target audience and things like that. But what the the book does is take people on that entire journey to actually piece, put all of those things into place and also understand how they, how they all need to work together as well. So that's uh, just one thing that's, it's, it is really, you know, you can be at any, any level and the book's still going to have be, be applicable. But also you mentioned about it uh, covering sort of rudimentary things. And whilst these are rudimentary at their core, you know, understanding your, you know, your avatar and things like that. um, What isn't rudimentary is the level of detail that it goes into in actually taking you through on this process to evaluate that. So it's the same like, you know, deriving complex formulas in mathematics. You end up with something that looks really simple, E equals MC squared, for example. Uh, But for sure, there is a whole load of really complex stuff that goes on prior to that to actually derive that. And so whilst you can distill your brand into something really, you know, simple and, and, you know, unique at the end of the day, but there's a huge amount of process that goes into that. And I wonder if you can talk maybe a little bit about, uh, we mentioned avatars, the way people should think about that. Because I think that a lot of people maybe are too simplistic in the way that they think about that. I know that I was before you, know, you shared with me some uh, ways to think about this. So what's how, how what's one way that people can start thinking about their avatar? What even is an avatar? Huh. Well, um, think of an avatar as an as as the person as as a person that you're trying to touch or to not to to reach, right? The person you're trying to reach. So there, uh, you know, once if you think of a person, if you think of this as as a person. Then you have to think about, okay, well, what type of person is, is it? Male, female? Uh, here are some demographics about this particular person. They're, um, you know, male, female. Are they married? Do they have kids? Um, you know, what's their age? Um, um, you know, are they, are, are they successful or are they, you know, where, where are, what, what's their socioeconomic situation? Um, what kind of books do they like? These are some, you know, demographic, these are demographic stuff like, you know, age, mm-hmm. you know, are they married? All this other stuff. Now, psychographic stuff. What kind of books do they like? What, what are some of their pain points? What makes them happy? What are some of the things that frustrate and keep them up at night? How can what I have help solve their problems? Right? So once you figure out what, who your avatar is. Now I could say, now I understand their frustrations. Now I understand how I can help that person because now I know who that person is and I have to create a persona for my avatar so that I'm like, Oh, okay. I know exactly what keeps her up at night. And I have the solution that will help her with this specific problem. 
That's so huge because I think a lot of people do focus, and I'm speaking from personal experience, focus more on the demographics, you know, who's your target audience. The natural thing is to think about, you know, uh, age, location, gender, that kind of stuff, those those demographics as opposed to the psychographics. I know that when I, when I <laughs> with your help, shifted to, uh, to that way of thinking as well, it gave me a, a much sort of better insight into who I was, you know, should be serving with, uh, with my things. So it's a, it's a massive, uh, massive point that is. Um, and so in terms of the, the journey then, so let's perhaps move a little bit further in this, this process. Um, once people have uh, derived their sort of avatar and, and sort of come to that conclusion, what would be some other steps in the, the process that you outline in the, in the book? Oh, goodness. Um, so being able to know what your value proposition is. So understanding your, your, your unique selling proposition, or well, you could be a selling proposition or a value proposition, understanding that so that it can further help that avatar that now that you've created this persona, you know who they are. Now you, now you marry what your vocation or what you do, what you do to help that person figure out what that problem is. And, and, the other part would be to continue down that process, figuring out where you go, where as a brand that's that makes this whole journey that makes this journey make sense. So like, you know, you want to make sure that the information and the the products that you sell are, you know, perfect for that person, that particular person or the graphics or the different things that you do, whatever it is that you do, you might not sell something. You might be a, a, you know, a consultant or something. You might be a medical person. You might be, you might be a field hockey umpire that does, you know, teaches others, you know, teaches others how to do something. You know, you understand that person, you figure out what it is, how you can help that person. So it's just basically getting, you know, figuring out that journey and then once you once you know who you're talking to and you know what your company stands for, as you continue to deepen those relationships with with your avatar, that you can serve them better. It's all about service, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we're you know, we're put here to serve people. I've you know, and so it's just one of those things. It's it's I don't like I don't I don't like selling per se, mm-hmm. right? Even though I've been an entrepreneur and, you know, sales is a part of what we do, but it's more serving. It's more finding ways to serve your your clients and figuring out how to help them. And, and so it's, to me, it's figuring out how can I be of service to someone else and how can my brand or what I do for a living or whatever serve someone else? And it's all in that journey of, you know, figuring out what that service journey is for that person where now you become invaluable to them and they will like, they will sing your praises because they were like, you know what? She really helped me or he really helped me understand something. Or I, you know, I didn't know anything about this and I watched some video and it was, it was amazing. And they really, it truly helped me. So it's, it's to me a paradigm shift on how you serve. It's basically a manual and, you figure out what you need to do to help serve yep. the people that you're called to. You know, that is so so important. And every every person I've had on this show says the same thing about this. It's, I mean, even uh, Chris Stoner was on uh, last uh, last week or 
this in real time <laughs> last week, uh, and he talks about you know live selling on Amazon, but he calls it live serving. Um, and you know James Hicks picked the uh, the Give First Economy by Kirby Hasselman as the uh, his book recommendation. So um, yeah, it's um, it really is important to have that sort of uh, service uh, service first, I think, and that sort of shows through in everything everything that you do. One of the things that you um, uh, mentioned in there was about graphics, and we hadn't really touched on um, the sort of graphic side of branding. And I think that a lot of people, when you talk about branding, their immediate thought is you're talking about logos. You know, a lot of people associate with, oh, your brand is your logo and your brand colors. Uh, so we've already seen that it is so much deeper than that. And it, you know, does go to all you know your values, your avatar and all those kind of things. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean... I've just noticed Elo in the uh, the chat as well saying that, you know, finding the avatar is so important. We've all been through this process. Um, but one thing that is very striking about, um, you know, I said you, you've got a very unmistakable style. And I know that you talk about that in the uh, the brand uh, the branding book and also the uh, the content planner as well. Um, and, you know, you do a lot of work with with Canva and that's what you what enables you to um, or the tool that you use, I should say, um, to have this consistent look and feel. What's your sort of thought process on that? Because wherever you see you online, you've got this consistent look and feel. How do you go about sort of creating something like that? Ooh, good question. So uh, let's see, what do I do? What do I do? (laughs) Well, uh, I have a concept. I've basically, I come up with a concept. Once I have a concept, uh, you know, in mind, then I just kind of build upon it. And then just to do different iterations of that same concept. So uh, I take color psychology, real, you know, for me, color psychology is really important. Um, I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, whatever, whatever the people see, the first thing that they will have is a certain type of feeling. What I want my, my, my avatar to know or feel when they see my stuff is that, you know, it makes sense right? I'm warm. I'm inviting. I'm exciting. I'm a little, little nutty, right? But I want them to feel that in all of my designs. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, you know, I love Canva uh, so much. So I play in Canva every single day, so much so that I've, I've become a Canva, um, a Canva champion. So <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm recognized by Canva uh-huh. as one of their Canva champions. And so, you know, basically I would look at the color psychology, figure out like what I want my, what, what I want to feel when I look at something. Is it something that's warm and inviting? Is it something that would incite action? If, is it something that would, would, um, you know, get me to feel happy inside, you know? And so I take those things into, into mind when I'm picking my colors and then, you know, and then I, I, you know, I, I labor over, over design. It's like, I could be in Canva all day long making graphics, doing, you know, making different things, uh, you know, figuring out what icons to use and things like that. And just, I usually start with a template and then I just let my mind go. I've, you know, and I've always been gifted with my hands. So I'm always drawing and sketching and putting things together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 
it just it just is a thing <laughs> well, it, it, it always works i mean that's the, the the way that you do your live streams where you've got a sort of a, a template for a format uh, that you can drop in all of the things that you're going to be talking about in that particular show uh, then thinking about you know your uh, instagram carousels where you've got you know your uh, series of images and I, I love the way that you've created this uh, this methodology to actually repurpose you know the content and the ideas that you've got as you know they could be frames in a live stream or it could be you know in a an, uh, an instagram carousel for example you know and you've got those different ways of working it or it could just be a you know a pure presentation the way that you've what? set those things all up from the start so that it makes it easy for you to go and like you know what what are you talking about on this week's show go and drop in all the information and it's got this unique cohesive uh, look and feel to it wherever wherever you see so <laughs> it's it's really quite amazing well, well, that's part of my planning, and I do that in Trello. So, <laughs> part of my planning. Uh, so, you know, it, it's all about, you know, figuring out how to make your mark. And the word mark to me means something. Mm-hmm. Mindset, authenticity, revenue, and knowledge. And I do that purposefully because everything that I do, I, I lead with mindset, right? And so I have to think about, okay, well, what, what type of feeling, once again, I'm trying to convey. And then also the mindset that I have uh, with each design or what I'm doing with that particular design. Then, of course, you know, I got to bring my authenticity and my crazy, you know, hey, I got this right here. <laughs> Always going to have a little leopard in there. And, you know, I, I bring my authenticity to it, you know, whether it's, you know, me being quirky or whatever, or, you know, this print or, or, you know, the green or whatever it is that, that, that makes it authentically mine. Um, and, uh, you know, when I, when I created my, um, when I created the plan for, for my show, I always wanted to make sure that I had a situation where I could repurpose everything. So I started off with, I've created this particular template. I've showed you this before. So I created the template. And then, so from there I know, okay, well, I need to make, I need to make a video style piece that I could use as a promo. Then I could like resize it and then do something and put it on Instagram. So now it's a square and I could create, um, you know, like a little, uh, an infographic from that. Mm-hmm. And then I could resize it and turn it into a, um, um, turn it into a story or something and take like slides of that and then make each individual, um, uh, um, uh, pain, something else that I could use that, you know, I have, I could, I could, I have graphics for, decades i have enough stuff that i can use for decades yeah. and you know just just get it put it into something that could this automatically send out my message and i have enough stuff for decades because of the planning that um you know the painstaking planning <laughs> yeah well I, <laughs> that know, I, did. I know how much time and effort has been gone into like setting up and it again comes back to this thing you know often the things that look really simple uh belie the sort of effort and dedication that has gone into actually creating them in the first place so i know i know i know all that's gone into it but i also like that you do so much in canva and that is you know your primary tool for creating all this because obviously you you're perfectly capable of doing these in all of these other tools that we've got at our disposal i feel that i've limited myself by still being stuck in the adobe ecosystem because it's just something i've been using for so long i really need to just sort of break away from that to dive into canva because i know lots of other people who have come from adobe the adobe side you know the uh, the professional 
side of things and come over to Canva, which actually is far easier and more powerful in many respects for the stuff that we're, we're creating. But it's great that you've got the sort of Canva angle covered for all of the other creators in our space, because obviously seeing what you, you can do with it, and it works so well with Ecamm Live, with uh, you know all the other platforms, it's a really great opportunity, I think, for people to dive into that, where they, you know, if they're not used to creating graphics, you've really broken it down to make it so simple for them to do that. And uh, I think, tell, tell us a little bit about the the course then and like what, what that actually in- incorporates and what, what that gives people in, in this respect. Oh, thank you. Um, so, so my course basically helps will help you figure out all the elements that you would need for your show. So the name of the course, it's going to be at brandyourshow.com. And it basically will help you figure out all those things. So like if you need overlays, if you need lower thirds, if you need, um, you know, dynamic things, uh, graphics and presentations and uh, end screens and um, all these different things that you could create, uh, you know, to, to add interest to your show. Of course, in, you know, think about what type of show you want to do. Some people don't even know what they want to do, right? You know, basically helping you along that journey. And so just like just like my book, I'm taking you along the journey from inspiration, ideation. Now, now we're creating stuff. Now we're working on structure, figuring out, okay, well, now that I have, I have an idea, how am I going to structure this? And then putting it all together in the end and actually live streaming. Mm -hmm. So it will be, you know, it's, it's very, it's, I, it's only going to be five days. However, that could be five years worth of information Mm -hmm. that, you know, that you can build upon. Right. Well, and so- <laughs> I'll vouch for that because I know what's what's gone into it. So it's for sure <laughs> you can have, you know, you can have some transformational experiences in a weekend. So for sure, in five days, you can uh, really, <laughs> really completely have a, a transformation in the way that you're presenting online. I think a lot of people come with uh, an idea, you know, that they've got and then they they find the tool Ecamm that they want to use to live stream with. But there is this whole missing side of it, which is right now, what? How do I create the brand? How do I create the show? Um, right. And then how do they get the practice? And I think it's such such an awesome thing to sort of tie this all back into to the Vlogmas thing we were talking about earlier. You know, somebody could come and do the course, get everything all set up, and then have Vlogmas as a way to actually practice it all. Um, by the exactly. 1st of January, they'll be up and running and ready to, uh, yeah, a total, total professional with all the, all the pieces <laughs> in place and a manual to guide them through it through it as well there you go see i thought about it (laughs) you did yeah and then and then of course the uh, the video content planner as well to uh, then figure out okay now you've got all the skills the tools and everything you need uh it's like the last piece of the jigsaw is okay right now let's let's plan out content for the next three months and uh there you go see see that's all part of it it's it's almost like you put a bit of thought into it isn't it see i thought about it. i thought about it i was thinking yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just perfect it's like i, I think it is a, a thing that people struggle with they you know everyone's got something that they love to talk about in the content creation side of things you know that's why they start doing it but uh yeah these are the these are the areas i think that people people have got a gap in their uh their, their knowledge and expertise so it's, it's wonderful that you've created all of this stuff and uh sharing the benefit of all of the, the time and effort that you've put into uh to this and you know learning from your 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 journey as well 
Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is, oh my goodness. This is my third book that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I'm birthing. Oh my goodness. And this one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I want to give birth to this one so bad, but it's coming. It's coming. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to share this with the world. Oh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. <laughs> one of the other things that uh, people, I think when they, they come into this, uh, this world though, is, uh, is the tech, you know, so they maybe have got the message and aside from the, the branding and content and all of that stuff, it is actually the tech. And uh, there is a journey that people go on with that. So I always like to save a little bit of time at the end to talk about your studio setup. So if you're listening on audio, then you may want to come and check out the, uh, the video for this part, but I'll just bring up, I've got some uh, snaps of your your studio space perhaps you can talk us through then um what you've got in your studio and uh, talk talk us through some of the gear you've got here and maybe also the evolution to this as well because we we all start somewhere (laughs) and end up somewhere and there's usually a journey we go on there as well well, I, I, I do admit that I do have gas and that's gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But yeah, this was definitely uh, a, a journey for reals. Um, so uh, let's see. So I I have a, a Mac uh, M1 uh, Mini, a Mac Mini, and uh you know, and so of course with my Mac Mini, of course I had my screens. Now I was I was wondering, hmm, should I get one of those big giant screens? But no, I wanted two screens. I wanted one over here where I could do stuff over here and then one over there as my program screen. I don't know. So I have five screens altogether. So this is what I look at. This is what I'm looking at right now. There's a teleprompter in front of me, which is... um, Oh God, which, which, well, I, I, I gave you the, the, yeah, the thingy. You can, you I can't can even remember. Links to all of this is in the description or in the show notes, or if you're perfect. watching live on Amazon, it's in the, uh, the carousel. So perfect. Perfect. And, um, this lily put is, um, the, the, um, the monitor that's in the teleprompter that you see in the, in the, the image there, uh, that is the newest piece. Well, one of the newest, newer pieces to my, my setup, I used to have a little seven inch monitor, but then everything was so small Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh my God, I can't see anything. So I got a a 10.1 inch, uh, monitor there. And so now it just fills the screen. I absolutely love that. And, um, my monitors are, um, like they're both, uh, 24 inch monitors side by side. Um, and then of course my Rodecaster Pro, I, I have an RCP one, the first one, the first iteration of it. And so, you know, I had gear acquisition syndrome when it came to like the new one, when everybody was jumping on the bandwagon, I'm like, you know what, my, my, my RCP one is serving me well. And I, you know, I'll, I'll rock with it for a little while longer, um, until, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but I love it. I absolutely love it. So, uh, you know, I have a Rodecaster Pro. That's my audio interface. And then uh, the piece of resistance is that there, there are like three stream decks, <laughs> 232s and a 15 that are stacked together. And that is my run of show. That right there. Oh, my goodness. I love, 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 love that because I can organize Everything, every single button with the exempt with the exception of two is filled with something. So mm. and you've got you've <laughs> designed, of course, in Canva such beautiful icons for them as well. So yes. yeah, it looks it looks fantastic. <laughs> you can't really see Thank it even you. on the picture here, but when you see the actual the the, the all the icons, they're uh, they're works of art in themselves. 
Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That was so much fun. As a matter <laughs> of fact, you know what? I I watched one of your streams. I'm like, hmm, how can I Michelleify that? <laughs> and, this, <laughs> and this is exactly what I did. So I didn't, I, you know, I, I got inspiration from one of your streams and I was like, hmm, OK, yeah, let's let me put my stank on it. Let's see what that looks like. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this rack was born yeah. and it's, it's amazing it's amazing because for me it's like everything's there it's at my fingertips and i don't have to think about oh my god what's behind that key cuz that was that was originally what mm-hmm. what had happened what had happened was uh i had i had a mini i started off with one the, the little, the little teeny, tiny one. six button <laughs> Right. I still have my six key. And I remember I was on a live stream with some of our friends and oh my goodness, I, I mean, the level of, oh my gosh, they, they were like cracking on me, like nobody's business. They were like, where are you? Get out of here with that. Well, you can't do anything with that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I use that. I, I use it to this day. And so like when I'm, um, when I am um, editing, you know, mm-hmm all the keys are mapped to this one hand. So if I'm editing, I use it in Final Cut Pro and it's like, oh, okay, if I want to blade something, I want to do that, whatever. It's mapped to my hand. So it's like, all right, I can just use that to do that. But it's also now going to be a part of my mobile studio. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's why I kept it. But (laughs) (laughs) these 32s, I love them. I love them so much because everything is spread out. And the problem with having like a small situation or one stream deck is that you although you can do profiles and have like other things underneath it i forget uh-huh. i forgot what i had underneath there so i was like you know what i just want them all spread out uh-huh. so i love how you went did. from uh, the little uh, six button and then everyone was you know <laughs> teasing you about it you know okay hold my beer <laughs> and then you right? <laughs> mission control in front of you with like the nicest icons anyone's ever seen it's like yeah okay then <laughs> there you go there you go it's like how you like me now okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and oh my what, goodness what other things have you got in the studio let me just pull up the other shot there what's the, the camera that you're using at the moment Uh, let's see. So my camera, my camera is, um, it's a a 6100 with a Sigma 16 lens and that's behind the teleprompter. It's all in that little hoodie thing there. Uh And then I have a ZV-1, um, on the, off to the side as as a second shot. Um, when I was doing my jewelry videos, you know, that was the a close-up cam. So like if I wanted to show a piece up close, I would just, you know, because the thing I loved about the ZB1 is that that product showcase mode, you know, mm-hmm, where you could mm-hmm. like, you know, it, 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 oh my goodness, the focus is amazing. Right. And, and, and I just got, I told you I had gas. I just got the <laughs> ZV, uh, ZV one, one uh, F. 1F. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's on the opposite side of where I'm sitting right now. Um, so I created a, a separate set. So the way the way this studio is built, each wall is a set. And so this is one set that, you know, the one that most people see is this one that's behind me. But there's another set on the opposite side of the wall and on, you know, the other two sides. So, you know, there's a set everywhere. And so I wanted to make sure that it, when I'm working on the opposite side of the wall, uh, you know, that things look good over there, you know, so there's lighting and stuff on that side of the wall as well. And then the uh, the the other two sides of the square, 
they're all it's loaded with jewelry. <laughs> so I have I have stuff on all, all those other sides. So I could, you know, it just depends if I'm if I'm, you know, doing a jewelry show, I could stand on one side and then, you know, the image that you see would be of a whole lot of jewelry displays. I have slat wall and, you know, built in to my walls behind me. So this is a slat wall situation mm-hmm. where I can put shelves up. I can, you know, I could change it up. I can, I can put um, all manner of, uh, of displays up there. And as a matter of fact, I have so many screens in my, in my uh, studio that I was thinking of mounting a screen right behind me, but there's a 42 inch screen sitting over there. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) why you have eight screens in here. You don't need another screen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at two screens here, the two screens on the backside of this. And then there are two other screens on the side over here and one over there. Yeah. I'm, I love the way that you've got the different zones in your studio so that you have got those different, you know, different use cases that you can have for it. And if you recording different kinds of content or whatever, just to have that sort of multi-use. I really need to think about doing something like that in here because I've, I've technically got a few more spaces that I could use, but I've just still got this one camera angle at the moment. But I might take a cue out of your book from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, well, at the, at the beginning, I don't know if I told you this, but um, there's two things that I've known all of my life. I know that I've been gifted with my hands, that I love to work with my hands and that I'm called to serve women. So everything that I've done all my life, those two things were involved. So with my, with my medical career, you know, I went into women's health and I work with my hands all the time. Right. Um, And then, you know, I, I've always been gifted in making things and being able to like recreate things. Mm -hmm. And so in another life, I own flower shops. I was a florist in another life. I, you know, we had a factory where I made, you know, I made garments and stuff like that. You know, my family business, we had a factory. And so I like sewing, I like uh, creating, you know, just, I've always loved to create. It's, it's a part of my, it's just the part of my nature. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, so whether I'm designing a piece of jewelry, something as tiny, tiny as like, like tiny little seed beads where I would sew the beads together and to create something or whether I'm making a graphic or whether I'm making a floral piece for a wedding or whatever, I, you know, it's just, it's just a part of who I am. And so, you know, I wanted to be able to showcase all of those things that all the different sides of me, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, you got to pick a niche. You can't do everything. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why? So yeah, so I had to well, figure this out. <laughs> the creative side of you just shines through and it's like on, the, there's the first side of it, which we've talked about, which is the way that, you know, you've got your own show branded and uh, the sort of creativity from that i mean if we just go over to your website i've obviously linked to this in the description as well but just even like the style and the look of your uh, your website um as well um and then when it comes to your book i mean people think about books as being okay it's a book and it's got some writing in it and you know i'm gonna learn a lot from it but actually each page of your book is almost a work of art in itself as well and <laughs> it's the the whole sort of look and feel inside of it and I think it makes it a lot more engaging. You know, sometimes people pick up books and, uh, you know, they, they can be a little bit daunting sometimes if you, it's all just, you know, text 
in them. Um, but I really love the way in your book specifically, you have got this real sort of um, uh, artistic flair all the way through it that makes it, I think, a, a lot more engaging to actually go through as a workbook. So, you know, the Maker's Mark personal guide, for example, and the, the content planner as well, uh, they've just got this your stamp is just all over it in terms of what you were just talking about, your creativity uh, and all of that. The, the, yeah, the, the, the works of art in and of themselves. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so like, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of books, I do also like to ask, um, you know, if, if anyone's got a book recommendation and obviously the, your two books are going to be right up there and your, your third one about to come out as well. Um, but um, you did just mention Atomic Habits. I would love to know what your uh, what what that what what you got from that book and, you know, tell us a little bit more about what that's all about. Oh, my goodness. I love James Clare. So the main thing that I got from that book was. You can do a very small change that can affect a big change. Like, so, you know, something as minute as 1%, if you change by 1% or you get better by 1%, it can have a beautiful effect as you go forward in the future. So it it doesn't, you don't have to be like, oh my God, I have to change all this stuff. I got to do this. I got to do that. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Just 1% every day, just 1% get better by 1%. And so to me, that was, it's like, okay, Michelle, <laughs> that's something that I needed to hear because I'm, I'm just like you, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I don't know if you know me, I am a little OCD. So I really <laughs> want to make sure that everything is right and everything is a certain way, but it's like, no, I just need to change or get better by at least 1% every single day. So, you know, it's the little things. It doesn't, you know, the, that affect the big change. It's little things. Changing one habit, a you know, a key habit that would then affect a bigger change in the end. So, you know, that's one of the things that I absolutely love. And, you know, I, oh my goodness, I have so many of them, but that's the, that's the current book that I am, um, that I am reading. I have a little bit more, just a little bit more to finish it. <laughs> That sounds like a, another great companion book to get, as well as your books and the the course. That Atomic Habits is really sort of the whole ethos behind, you know, things like Vlogmas and, you know, coming back to those as well. That idea of, yeah, just making these small little incremental improvements along the way and uh, getting these things sort of bedded in as as habits and as, as skills as well. And that yeah. seems... Seems like the perfect place to wrap it all up on that does because uh, yeah now people know all they've got to do is buy the books, <laughs> buy your course and they'll be they'll be uh, they'll be an absolute professional for the new year. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yep yep yep. Just what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I've been so inspired by seeing all the things that you've done, and I've learned so much from seeing the way that you've uh, you've put all of these things together. As I say, I do really aspire to your level of attention to detail um that you've done in every, everything that i've seen that you've done it's just been uh, it's been quite remarkable really that uh, is something that i don't often see in <laughs> in other other people at all oh thank you thank you <laughs> i did single you and, and, and <laughs> just uh, just finally thanks so much for coming on uh, i know that we uh, we speak uh, all the time in any case but it's so nice to have you on the on the show and share your wisdom with uh, with all the fine folks uh, watching and listening as well 
I've left links to all of uh, Michelle's stuff in the description and in the show notes as well. But perhaps, Michelle, where's the uh, the best place that you would want people to go to find you? And maybe you can maybe talk about the best place to go for the, the course, crucially. Huh. The best place for the course <laughs> will be uh, brandyourshow.com. And right. so, yep. So if you go to brandyourshow.com, you'll be able to find all of the details right there. Nice stuff. Well, thanks again, Michelle. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so, so much. It's truly, truly, truly been my pleasure. Of course, you know, I I talk to you any day. You know, I'm like, you're my homie. So I love it. <laughs> we speak all the time anyway. But <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, Michelle. And uh, I shall just sign out by saying to everyone watching and uh, listening on the replay, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for uh, listening, watching, wherever you are. If you are listening on the audio podcast, by the way, you may want to check out the uh, the recording of this, which you'll find on my Take One Tech YouTube channel, uh, because you really do need to see some of those behind the scenes shots that uh, Michelle shared with us. Uh, finally, if you would like to uh, connect with Michelle, you can find all of her details in the uh, show notes as well and in the description. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me at takeonetech.io and there you'll find links to all of the things. So I'll see you next time with another great guest and another great conversation. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.